Adams, Adamly, Adamowski, Bueller, Burns, Burns, Burns. with that mic in your hand. It's time for school. Rock school. With your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. It went to number three in 1962. Uh-huh. And then number 11 in 1988. Dirty Dancing. I know right. that. Woo! Right, right. Class is in. This is the Rock School Radio Show here on the Rock School Radio Network. My name is Joe Burns. You are? Tammy Burns. Okay, it's contest this week. I am going to play Wink Martindale, or or if it, it helps you younger people, I will be Alex Trebek. Remember Wink Martindale? I do. Do you think Wink was his given name? Well, I hope so. You think two people in the 1930s looked at each other and said, we should name our child after an event that happens on our face? And they, I, I'm guessing Wink has a sister named Smile Aww. and a brother named Squint, you know, that kind of thing. But today we're going to play a game. Imagine, if you will, a song and that song goes on to the chart. Then some time passes and the exact same song goes on the chart. Wait, not wait, wait, a, wait. Not a remake. Not a, don't think Dolly Parton's I Will Always Love You and then Whitney Houston's. Same song. The exact same song. Same artist. Same artist, same... The song. It re-charts. There's a couple that have come close to doing it three times. But here's what we're going to do today. I'm going to tell you the song. I'm going to tell you what year it charted. Then I'm going to tell you what other year it charted. And then you're going to tell me why... It charted the second time. Oh, my gosh. You I'm ready, not ready? that smart. Now, if you remember last week's Seven Days and 70 Seconds, oh. you talked about Ben E. King's song, Stand By Me. Right. 1961, it charted. And then it charted again in 1986. Question, why did it rechart in 1986? Well, I know that. Well, yeah, you read it. Why did it rechart in 1986? No, it was a movie. What was the name of the movie? Uh, Stand By Me. That's right. The Stephen King novella, Stand By Me. That was wonderful. Was the reason it happened. Now, I have multiple of these. Great. And They're I, all movies, right? Have, no, some of them are, but not always. Uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to talk about the song. We're going to tell you when it charted, when it charted a second time, and then the contest of it all is that you're going to try and tell me why the song charted a second time. With me? I am. Lovely. Here's Stand By Me on Rock School. When the night has come And the land is dark And the moon is the old
we're talking about songs that charted twice. The exact same song, not a remake, none of that stuff. The exact same song. In 1958, Hank Ballard came out with a song called The Twist. It was a B-side of some other forgotten song as well, but then Chubby Checker in 1960 covered the version, and it went to number one on the Billboard Hot 100 chart. Okay. Right. A year later, it happened again. Why do you think? Simple popularity. Why do you think? It hit again. no idea. Well, there was this place in New York City called the Peppermint Lounge. And the Peppermint Lounge decided to make this kind of a thing that they did. And the song was so successful that they simply re-released it the next year when everybody was looking at this lounge in New York City saying, what's going on? Love it. Now, look, the, the, the twist went to number one twice. There is another song... That has gone to number one twice. It's a Christmas song. Do you have any idea? Uh, White Christmas. No, absolutely not. Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. Mm. Now, it hit number one, mm-hmm. and then it came back in December of 2019. Why did it come back? What changed? Oh, uh, love, actual- love Actually. That Not a bad idea. Not a bad idea, but that's not the reason. It came back because of the interweb and Spotify and all of that. Wow. People were making these Spotify playlists. Yeah. And the people who made the playlists were all kinds of happy about this Mariah Carey song, All I Want for Christmas is You, and it went back to number one. Okay. Wow. Bobby Boris Pickett and the Crypt Kickers, Monster Mash. Uh-huh. Number one in 1962. Yes. Number 10 in 1973. I don't Why know. did it come back? I, movie is the easy answer, but I don't know. It's not a movie. What happened was a fella named Hugh Goldfarb, who worked for London Records, repackaged the song and released it in the UK. It caught on in the UK. And once it caught on in the UK, he, Goldfarb, repackaged it, sent it to the United States, specifically the major markets, California and New York. Uh It caught on in the major markets again and went back into the top, what is that, 11? Yeah. Top 11 in 1980. How about that? In 19 what? Uh, I got that wrong. 1973. You know what? What? That's when I bought Mon- Monster Mash oh, as, I guarantee, a, uh, I guarantee as a record. It. 62, yeah. you weren't even on this earth yet. Right, right, right. All right, here's the last one. This is one we're going to play. Do you remember the contours? Do you love me? Do you love me? Do you lo- Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. You told me that I couldn't dance. It went to number three in 1962. Mm-hmm. And then number 11... In 1988. Dirty Dancing, I know right. that. Right! Right, right, right! Ah. That's how you do it. Here you go. Do you love me here on Rock School? You broke my heart because I couldn't dance. You didn't even want me around. And now I'm back to let you know I can really shake them down.
playing a game today on Rock School. These songs charted twice. Same artist, same song. No remakes. Same artist, same song. Why did they chart the second time? You have to know Unchained Melody by the Righteous Brothers. I do. All right. The thing is, many people claim that Unchained Melody, and I can be talked into this, is the most popular song in American pop music. And the reason I say that is it came from this this idea that the uh, that the Righteous Brothers were the original. Oh, absolutely not. Really? Don't, don't get me wrong. They are sort of the the, the gold standard. Uh-huh. But absolutely not. Unchained Melody came from a movie called Unchained. It was a war, not a war, but a jail film. And this song was created. And in 1955, three versions of the song by Lex Baxter, Al Hibbler, and Roy Hamilton. Say that again. I was just humming Roy Hibbler on the way in. (laughs) All hit the number 10 spot in the United States. Four versions by Al Hibbler, Les Baxter, Jimmy Young, and Liberace, ladies and gentlemen. Appeared in the top 20 in the United Kingdom simultaneously. Wow. All at the same time. It's a record for any song. But the Bill Medley version that everyone knows, Uh okay, well, Bill Medley's one of them. Bobby Hatfield's the other guy, the Righteous Brothers. They had a number four hit with it in 1965. Then they had a number 13 hit with it in 1990. 1990. What happened that the song went into the top 20 in 1990, Tammy Burns? It's got to be a movie. Yes, but what's the movie? I don't know. Top Gun. Oh, Goose, she's lost that loving feeling. Oh, I hate when she does that. Yeah, there you go. All right. The one we're going to play, Safaris, Wipeout. Number two in 1963, number 16 in 1966. Why did it chart the second time and it's not a movie? I've got the uh, album with the gold bikini. It could have been that. Yeah. Was that it? It's close. The second charting was because the song was released as part of multiple compilation albums. There's the gold bikini. Uh-huh. The reason it was re-released was because, and I know you're going to say you're full of crud, Joe. It's because so many high school and college marching bands took over the song. Okay. It's so simple. Love it. It's up and down and up and down. Everybody move up by a fourth. Back down to major. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sweet. It became so popular that it was repackaged and sent out. It happened again in 1970, but it died under the Hot 100. Wipeout almost went to the chart three times. Wow. That's the reason. Here you go, Safaris on Rock School.
right, we have time for one more quick one before the break. Do you know the song Twist and Shout by the Beatles? Not the Isley Brothers. I do. Not, not the one you know from uh, Animal House. Uh-huh. The one you know from somewhere. The Beatles had a 1964 hit, number two. Then the song recharted in 1986, hitting number 23. Why did the Beatles song Twist and Shout rechart in 1986? Oh, I'm thinking it has something to do with the Beatles movie is what I'm thinking. Absolutely wrong. Okay. Do you know how this show begins with Ben Stein saying Burns, Burns, Yes. Burns? Yes. Where is that from? Where is that from? What movie is that from? Ben Stein, who, by the way, is a, a, a fan of the show. Hi, Ben. Where is it from? It is from oh, Bueller. Come on. Bueller. No, what's the name of the movie? Bueller. What's the name of the movie? Bueller. Ferris. Oh, here's Bueller's Day Off. Boom! There's your answer here on Rock School. about a single song same song not a remake hits the chart twice i could not find once where a song hit three times really wipeout is the closest i could find it bubbled under the hot 100 for the third time out so we're playing a game i'm going to tell you what the song is i'll tell you what year it hit and then i'll tell you the second year it hit and your job is to tell me the reason okay it hit again right queen's bohemian rhapsody number nine in 1976 and then number two it charted higher in 1992 why did it chart a second time tammy burns mike myers uh snl Oh, oh what's it called what's it called it wasn't the snl bit what was it called Huh? No, I meant them on Saturday Night Live. I understand completely, but it wasn't the Saturday Night Live bit that did it. What was it? Oh, was it was it a movie that did it? It what? did. It was a movie. What? What was the name of the movie with Wayne and Garth? Oh, Wayne's World. That's right. Boom. Kismet. In 1990, Bohemian Rhapsody had pretty much fell off of what are known as recurrent charts in terms of radio. So when it fell off, what they were doing was making all of this room for other songs that were coming in. This is the problem the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame has. We're into the 90s that people can come in. Right. And the amount of bands that can come in is so ridiculously wide. Mm -hmm. So what they were doing is dropping Bohemian Rhapsody off the charts because it's, what, 57 minutes long? Oh, my God, yeah. When it came out, that pushed it back onto the radio charts and up it went. Okay, you ready? Yes. Whitney Houston, the Star Spangled Banner. Her version went to number 20 in 1991. 
That was when she originally sang at Tampa Stadium, Super Bowl 25. But then it recharted to number six in 2001. I have There's no your, idea. No, what her ha- death? Her what? death? No. What, what happened in 2001? I don't know. What happened in September in 2001? What happened on the 11th day of September? Oh, what was 11. it? That's it. That's when it wow, went Wow, that's up. painful. You betcha. All right, who's listening to us on the Rock School Radio Show? Harford Community Radio. Rock star. Back in a minute here on Rock School. Coming out of the break, you had a little trouble with Whitney Houston, so I'm going to give you another one. Whitney Houston had a number one hit in 1992 from the movie The Bodyguard. Mm-hmm. Right. I Will Always Love You. And it's one of those things where I get it. It's a nice four-minute song, but let's be honest. Everybody is waiting for that dead spot and then you hit that note above middle C. And I, I, that's what everybody waits for. And thank goodness they don't have a microphone in our cars because we can't hit that note. <laughs> However, uh... in 2012, it went to number three. Why did it go to number three in 2012? Oh, my gosh. What happened in 2012? She died? She did. Oh. That's it. Sad. She passed away. Okay. Do you remember Benny Mardonis? No. Into the Night? Oh, Into the Night. Benny Mardonis? Mm Mm-hmm. Number 11 in 1980. It then came back in 1989 at number 20. I don't think this is anything you can guess at. So yeah, how about yeah, I yeah, just... Yeah. yeah, No, no, no. It's a movie. No, it's not. No, it's not. In 1989, VH1 came up with this thing called Where Are They Now? Oh, really? And they re-ran Benny Mardonis's song Into the Night. Arizona Radio decided to continue playing it. So they hit it pretty hard. It got picked up by other radio stations and other radio stations and other radio stations. Uh, And it went to number 20 again in 1989 because VH1 said, Benny Mardonis is living under a bridge Ah! in some unknown town. Really? Eating cans of food which are heated by a Bunsen burner. It might not have been that bad, but that's what happened. And that's the reason Into the Night hits twice here on Rock School. Don't know what love 
Okay, coming into the bottom of the hour, I've got one. I, I don't think you could ever guess this if I gave you 19 guesses. Do you know the song by Rage Against the Machine, Killing in the Name of... Bum, bum, bum. Right. It became a hit twice. First, 1993, when it peaks out at number 25 here in the United States. However, in 2009... It becomes the Christmas number one in the UK. And you say, why? Why? That's what I'm saying. Why? Why would they choose this? How many? What is it? 1993 to 2009? We're talking well over a decade. Why? Well, people got sick of the X Factor winner every year gaining the Christmas number one in the United Kingdom. They did it five years in a row. Right. So an internet boycott, will uh-huh. you, got started and they stated, absolutely not. We're going to have another song become the Christmas number one. That's enough of you X Factor people. And for some reason, Killing in the Name of by Rage Against the Machine, became the Christmas number one in the UK. Wow. Go figure. All right. Let's do, by the way, let's do our names first. I'm Joe Burns. You are? I'm Tammy Burns. Excellent. Let's do seven days, 70 seconds, March 28th through April 3rd. Let's go. You got Monday. Go. March 28th, 1981. Blondie's Raptor hits number one, making it the first rap sing to do so. You know, I do that all the time. I play Blondie's Rapture for kids. Yeah. They have no idea about the song. They have no idea it was even released. March 29th, 1975, Lady Marmalade by LaBelle hits number one. All of a sudden, people can speak French. Voulez-vous coucher avec moi? Ce soir, which which means I'd like a venti coffee here at Starbucks. March 30th, 1967, the Beatles shoot the cover of their Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band album at Chelsea Manor Studios in London. March 31st, 1958, Chuck Berry releases Johnny Be Good. April 1st. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday, Tammy Burns. What are you, 29? Yeah. And, yeah. uh... 39? David Lee Roth officially leaves Van Halen. How can you make my birthday about Van Halen? I can work Van Halen into a muffin recipe. April 2nd, 2006, Gnarls Barkley becomes the first act to hit number one using only downloads. The song is called Crazy. April 3rd, 1995, The Real Player is released, making it possible to stream over the internet. And I remember distinctly that when I was in graduate school, mm-hmm. we were streaming lectures, not songs. Yeah. We were streaming lectures. Ooh, big time. Because we're brilliant. Do you know the Proclaimers? And I will walk 500 oh, yes. miles. And I will walk 500 miles. Big hit. 1998. However, it once again cracks the top 20 in 1993. Why, Tammy Burns? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It was due to a film. 1993. The film starred Johnny Depp and Mary Stuart Masterson. Anybody? Anybody? Bueller? Bueller? Tammy Burns? No. Benny and June. Oh, 
Benny and June. Ooh, and candy. I would walk 500 miles. Here you go, it's Proclaimers on Rock School. When I wake up, well, I know I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the man who wakes up next to you. When I go out, yeah, I know I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the man who goes along with you. If I get drunk, well, I know I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be the man who goes along with you. One more song before the break. One more quick one. Do you know the Louis Armstrong song, What a Wonderful World? Yeah. In that gravel voice of his, as his guys blue. Yes. Oh, yeah. That That was pretty good. Thank you. His first hit, and I'm using air quotes hit, mm-hmm. it really didn't do well in the United States. It did well in the UK. Now, it charted here, but it charted way low. However, it got into the top 20 in 1988. Mm. 1988. Why did Louis Armstrong's What a Wonderful World rechart in 1988, Tammy Burns? I think he died. No, 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 no. It was a movie. <sighs> it was a movie with, you know, oh, 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 there's so many people here. Oh, there are people, there are people everywhere. Who's oh, that? Oh, that's Robin Williams. Oh, oh, that was awful. Oh, oh, oh. Starts every line with, oh, oh, What's oh, the movie? Oh, you have to tell me. It's about one of our wars. Good morning, Vietnam! Yep, there you go. Here you go on Rock School. I see trees of green, red roses too. I see them blue for me and you. And I think to myself, Into the second break, I'm going to give you three by Prince. Mm. It first charted. Purple Rain first charted in 1984. Yep. When Doves Cry first charted in 1984. Right. Little Red Corvette first charted in 1983. All of them went into the top 20 in 2016. He died. He died. Yeah. Just that. Just that. Oh, all sad. In October of the year it was released, 1975, John Lennon's Imagine hit. Okay. Then it was promoted as a compilation on something called Shaved Fish. And it it went to number six in the UK. It later topped the charts again in 1980. 
He's already dead, I believe. No, he died. That was it. Was that it? That was it. Okay. And Imagine went straight up. A lot of people believe Imagine went to number one the first time it came out, and it did not. Mm -hmm. It stalled out at number three. I don't, I could do some research, but I don't know what songs were on top of it. Mm -hmm. But it died out at number three. After he passed, though, that had become his signature song. You know many more, but when you think of John Lennon, immediately it's Imagine. Who's listening to us? here on the Rock School Radio Show. W-O-U-B Radio. Good enough. Back in a minute here on Rock School. Coming out of the break, Aerosmith, Dream On hit number 59 in 1973 when it was originally released. Then it hit number six in 1976, which is, what is that, three years later. Now, there's no way you can guess at this. What happened? Well, David Krebs, who was the band's manager at the time, they were just beginning to hit... However, they left a song on the table called You See Me Crying. It didn't chart. And what happened was Krebs went back to their record company, Columbia Records, and said, you got to re-release Dream On because it was a better song. 30? It it didn't do terrible three years later. Three years later. It didn't do terrible, but when they sent it back out... I hate to say this, people were ready for it. Okay. And that's really what took Aerosmith off. Now, Mm -hmm. we're going to finish up the show with a couple breaks talking about, do these count? Do these count? The Ventures, Walk Don't Run. You know it? No. You don't know Walk Don't Run? Oh, you would. Here, let let me play you three seconds of Walk Don't Run. Oh, yeah. Now do you know it? Yeah, I do. Okay, good enough. Went to number two in 1960 and then number eight in 1964. Why? Well, they re-recorded it. Does that fit? Uh, exactly the I same so. song. Yeah, song by a Same band, different song. Yeah, I okay. think so. Elton John. Don't Let the Sun Go Down on Me. Yes. Number two in 1974, and then number one in 1991. Uh Why? He did it as a live duet with George Michael. Oh, yeah. Does that fit? Yeah, it does. Two different songs. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. We're in. So let's talk about another one then. Uh Uh-huh. Layla. Uh Uh-huh. It was number 10 in 1972 by Derek and the Dominoes. Right. And then number 12 by Eric Clapton off his Unplugged album in 1992. Totally. Does that fit? Yes, it does. Same song, same artist? Oh, yeah. Different versions. Yes. Uh, Yeah, it does. I got to finish out the show, so it's going to have to. There you go. It's Eric Clapton on Rock School.
Finish on this last break with a few more of these. Does this count? Mm-hmm. Does this count? Okay, hit me, hit me. Candle in the Wind. Oh, That's totally. the Elton John song. Yes, yes. Remember, yes. it was re recorded for the death of Lady Diana. Yeah, it counts. Yeah, it went to number six with Candle in the Wind. It went to number one with the Lady Diana remix. Uh, and Neil Sedaka, do you remember Breaking Up is Hard to Do? Da, 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 da. He also did a slow version. Breaking up is hard to do. He charted with both of them. Ah, we'll give it to him. You're going to give it to him? Yeah. Okay, fine. And the one we're going to go with. Aerosmith had a hit with Walk This Way in 1976. Ten years later, they had another hit, top ten, with Walk This Way. Why the second hit. Rap. Tammy Burr. Right. Can you name the band they did it with? DMC. Right. Run DMC. Good for you. Woo! Contract was written and it basically said no matter what money is made, we cut it right down the middle. You take half. We take half. You see what happens, kids, when you play fair? There you have it. Use some of these. Ask your friends about it. And that wraps it up. I'm Joe Burns. You are? Tammy Burns. Goodbye. Classes dismissed.